and welcome to Hell Ain't Complicated, a supernatural hate cast <laughs> full of hatred and anger. Yeah, pretty much after this week. Why don't we just like talk about Animal Crossing instead? <laughs> I'm having a good time. My town is D&D themed and it's really cute. Oh my god, I real talk though, I've just moved my Pirate's Cove and my Mermaid Cove and it looks so fucking sick. Oh, I'm so proud of it. I haven't logged in in months, I gotta check it out. That's valid. <laughs> oh my god, I don't want to think about what Jensen said. Okay, let's talk about DenverCon. Just to note, um, as of right now, it is Sunday the 17th, 2.44pm uh, Eastern Time, which means it would be 11.44am Pacific Time. So I think the con is still ongoing right now. Mm, uh, yeah. Not Denver, but the other one, right? No, I think it is Denver. I think just it's Jared's panel today that Jensen bowed out of. Oh, okay. So this one was Denver. I thought the last one was Denver for some reason. So yeah, so there is one that's, um, the con is still happening right now. So we're mostly going to be talking about shit that happened on Saturday, which is for us is yesterday. And if there's anything especially interesting, I'll put it in right now. Okay, I'm not setting up my mic to do this. I'm very fucking tired right now, but... Uh, apparently Misha said that Cass is on the spectrum. Oh my god. According to a post that I will link to, um, someone asked about Cass being on the spectrum theory. Misha said that when he started, when he started, they told him to play Cass as if everybody else is different and he's curious about them and wants to figure them out. Then when the other angels came, they were all very normal, so he's very confused why Cass was different. And he said that, uh, many parents of autistic children and autistic fans themselves have told him that they identify with Cass, so he likes to think of Cass as on the spectrum. I lost my fucking mind when he said that. Oh my god. Oh my god. Thank you, Misha. Thank you. I There's another thank you at the end of this, but thank you for that too. God bless. Alright, back to the show. Okay. Let's talk about, oh god, Jensen and Misha's panel that we were all so excited for, and then we, uh, yeah. so... It kind of started out with Jensen talking about um, the finale and the crowd actually booed <laughs> in front oh of God. him. I love that so much. Did they boo what he said or boo just the finale mention? The finale. And he didn't seem to want to talk about the finale either. <laughs> confirmed Jensen fucking hates the finale just like the rest of us. At least there's that. <laughs> um. He also said that, I, oh, I'm getting all my notes from uh, ba, 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 Ramble on Cass on Tumblr and Why is Supernatural Trending on Tumblr. Links in the description, as usual. Um, he also said that he hasn't mourned the show and Dean, mourned the show and Dean as he's not gone and mentioned a comeback in three years. Oh my god. god. Almighty. Like, give it a rest, buddy. Also, he's going to be in a cowboy movie called Rust. Like, he is full Deankin at this point. <laughs> it's insane. Honestly, I feel like Dean, Dean's love of cowboys was because Jensen liked cowboys so much. And it was just like, let's make, make Dean a cowboy fan too. Because I, I feel like Jensen Ackles might like cowboys more than Dean. Definitely. <laughs> I feel like there's been points where Jen, like, sorry, Dean, God, I'm now I'm getting it mixed up. I feel like there's been points where Dean made fun of cowboys. I feel like that was a thing that happened once, but I guess not. I don't know. It might have been Sam. That's true. Huh. I guess I'll see it when I see it. Um, one kind of big thing he says that um, he said that Dean's death scene, originally there were plans to have Dean like lay down cradled him, which Jensen said he'd fought to change as Dean needed to be on his feet. Okay. 
and that if Dean was going to die, he was going to die standing. Okay. He had... <laughs> Jesus, this part. He admitted that the Sam and Dean bridge scene in the finale had been planned from the beginning. Like, it was always going to be there, even though it's really no. stupid. What? Yeah, what? Okay. Also, like, can we just have a little tenderness? You're dying. Your character for 15 years is dying. Don't you want some tender... Oh, God. So, I, oh, it is his fault. The rusty nail is his fault. Oh, my God. Honestly, I don't feel like we would have liked him dying any better if Sam had been cradling him. But the fact that it was dying on a rusty nail, like, I don't know what their other plan was, but it probably wasn't as stupid as that. Yeah. <laughs> that was definitely some convoluted way to appease <laughs> Jensen's desire to have him <laughs> die on his feet. Oh, but it's while like, monologuing for five minutes. It's like a, a monkey's paw, like, yeah, he's gonna die standing, curl. Exactly. It's so stupid. Okay. Um, I definitely miss Jackal's sexy silence because I'm like- I know! I knew, like, I didn't expect him to be, you know, not homophobic, which is why it was so funny when he kept his fucking mouth shut. Yeah. <laughs> Truly- Oh, God. I forgot how those- guys can be Ugh. Uh, da, 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 da. oh somebody asked what dean would have done if Cass was at the door instead of lucifer in the 19th episode of the last season and jensen did at the, at the very least a tiny little bread come for us is that if Cass was at the front door he would have given a huge embrace which is like oh yeah it would have been weird if he didn't like regardless of kiss that man on the lips for the fucking with tongue <laughs> please begging apparently jensen and misha were like fake kissing and shit it's like they totally do it in front of fate they really are just gay for pay <laughs> i keep saying yeah, that it keeps sweet. coming up it's the male version of straight girls kissing each other for men's attention i think it's also like kind of the gen x version of you know um video game bros who are like super homoerotic with each other yes we're just watching this play out in real time between a bunch of Gen X actors. That's all it is. Yeah, but this is their more broy version of it. That's what it is. Like, <laughs> it really is. Male friends do like only specific types do because some of them are way too insecure too. But others, they're just just insecure enough to be super homoerotic as a joke with their friends for no reason. I'm like, why are you doing this? We know you're not gay. And guess. The idea of being gay is funny to them. Yeah. That might be why. Like, I'm not, like, I'm not trying to say I understand what these specific actors are thinking. I just think that's the reason why men sometimes do that. Very straight men do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, it's such a thing. I hate it. And it's really annoying. And I'm over it. Now that we have actual queer content, we don't have to watch these men fucking sing and dance on stage and shit. I'm tired of it. Oh, God. I don't want to say this bullet point because it fucking sucks. Ugh. When asked how Dean would have acted if Jack had been a girl, he said that it would have been the same and that we don't know what Jack identifies as, which caused a lot of discussion. Trans NB Jack? Fuck yeah. That's where we all stand. Like, I mean, it's basically canon that he's NB anyway. Uh, oh, God, this part, though. This part sucks. Then he added that Dean would have glanced at her more, which enraged a lot of fans considering that Jack is a fucking child and a lot of people see Dean as one of his parental figures. Disgusting. Oh, God. Beginning of the end. Ugh. And he was just like, hey, listen, I'm not saying it's right, but Dean would. You know it. And I'm like, unfortunately, 
I do feel like if Jack had been born a girl and immediately aged up into looking like a young adult, Dean may have possibly been a freak about that. I don't know, because he also spent most of the time trying to murder Jack. I feel like he probably also would have done that if if Jack was born with, you know, a more female-looking body or whatever. Because I still feel like no matter what Jack looks like, they would still be non-binary. Yeah, exactly. Also, I feel like Dean would try to kill female Jack more, (laughs) because I love killing women so much. Probably. So I'm like, I can see where he's coming from with that. But also, dude, read the fucking room. Maybe keep that shit to your, to yourself if you, like, I don't know. Like, yeah. sir, do you think before you speak? Did you take two seconds to think about that? Why did you say that? Unfortunately, I can kind of see his point, though. Yeah. But this is not defending him. It's still a fucked up thing to say. It is. It's really weird. Sorry, there's a lot of noise because I'm putting a blinky on. <laughs> Um, oh, I'm definitely missing a part, which stinks. I guess I'll get there when I get there. Oh, uh, I know at first they were doing the same thing they were doing at the last con, where everyone was just asking questions that had nothing to do with Supernatural. God. I'm so <laughs> glad the people whose, like, news I read just took that whole part. Like, literally, um, Rainbow and Cass wrote something like, um, yeah, they just started singing and dancing on stage, and basically the questions were very bad. Like, we have a document, guys. We have a Wikipedia about what questions to ask for maximum efficiency. Lord almighty. Um, so then Misha's panel came up. He gave Jensen a hug. They talked about hugging. Cool. Wish they would do that more in the show. Um, notably, God, Misha knows the assignment every single time, I swear. Misha said that he thought Cass would probably be lonely in heaven. He also said he wasn't supposed to talk about it. And he said specifically, I'm not supposed to talk about this. This is not canon. But I imagine him being kind of sad and lonely on one hand, but kind of happy that he expressed himself. Contentment, but melancholy too. (sighs) Bam. Oh, my ship. Poor Cass. My ship is sinking. Oh, mayday, mayday. We're all going down. Sorry, that was really, that was like some 2012 shit. I'm so sorry. Yeah. (laughs) It's fine. Okay, the next bullet point that you have, I was just like, that would have been my question for him. Like, if he got his own spinoff series, what would he? What part of cast would you want yeah. to explore with that? And I'm, I'm, I'm really excited that someone actually asked about that. <laughs> That's a really good question. Yeah, I definitely want to see Cass and Claire. That sounds really good. That sounds yeah, fun. Yeah, because he said he would want to see, explore relationships between Cass and God, Cass and Dean, um, specifically a spinoff, and Cass and Claire. And I'm like, I feel like that's excellent. But yeah. Like that. I would love, I don't know what would be in this, but I would kind of love to see a prequel about Castiel. Like, what the fuck was Castiel doing before all of this? Oh, absolutely. Granted, in my my own headcanon, Cast literally just, like, just will stare at a piece of nature for hundreds of years and not move while all the other angels are parting it up and shit. (laughs) Honestly... Maybe not even just cast specifically, but heaven. Yeah. Like, how did it get to that point? Oh my god, yes. Please. God, I'd love that. So good. We can all pretend that Good Omens is the prequel to Supernatural. Well, it does take place in the 90s, so <laughs> you can. <laughs> if you I mean, squint. we can. We can. Um, Misha said his fave scene was a confession, of course. This part is a little controversial. A fan was in the middle of asking uh, what Cass's advice to someone who lost a loved one was because that person had lost their dad. And mm-hmm. Jensen and Jared just crashed the panel and told Misha to stop talking because it was like their time for photo ops. And it's like, 
kind of have two minds like that fucking sucks that they just crash in like read the fucking room hear what your fans are saying but also like please don't ask an actor for therapy maybe yeah i do i do feel like on one hand uh questions that are like super emotionally charged like that there is a time and a place for them so i'm kind of on the fence on how i feel about that kind of question being asked because like on one hand we should be able to to like say stuff like that like that, that that's a little deeper but i feel like specifically hey i just lost my father how should i cope with this is a little bit heavy-handed i also feel like asking asking misha was a little weird because if you wanted to know like jensen and, and jared were the ones who had characters who over the course of the show lost a father that they had a difficult relationship with on screen so if you wanted to be like hey as someone who's had a similar experience, how did you feel about the way that that was portrayed in the show? Like, that's a different kind of question. Like, you know, asking mm. more about the show and less about your personal life, you know? As, like, hey, as someone who has gone through something similar, I particularly liked how this was portrayed. Was there anything that you could connect with that way? That kind of thing is a little bit more appropriate. But yeah. also... What the fuck? Read the room. Did you guys not hear what this... I mean, there's no way that they, they knew what was going on out there and still decided to do that. I Like, yeah. are you that inconsiderate? For fucking real. So it's like, on one hand, I feel super bad for that person. And like, I'm so sorry. And that was definitely not an appropriate, appropriate thing to happen. But also... It's a supernatural Your question convention. wasn't entirely appropriate either. Yeah. It's a supernatural convention. Like it takes people... hundreds of dollars to like get in, so like put it towards therapy, maybe. <laughs> That's so harsh. I didn't mean for it to be harsh. It's just I don't know. Yeah, it's just weird. Okay, let's. Ugh, shit, I missed kind of the. I forgot to include this one part. There was I saw a little bit of it. Um, somebody was like live streaming it in real time, mm-hmm. where oh my god, they were talking about. When did Dean know that Cass was in love with him? Oh, and he's like, he didn't know until that very moment, because I never played it that way. I'm like, bitch. Shut the fuck up. And then either Jared or someone was like, he likes Cass as like a parent or a child or something like that. Like, what? It was Jared. Jared was like, he sees him. It's a family kind of love, like a brother or, or like a parent and a child. And like, I, I, had, I saw this post that was a whole transcript of it. It's just like, just because you love someone doesn't mean you want to do stuff with them. I'm like, Jesus Christ, immediately I'm making it about sex. Like, yeah, dude. There was this one post. Let me see if I can find it really quick. It might take me a second. Like, it's one, it's fucked up that immediately when you thought, oh, he loves him in a romantic sense, that you were just, like, immediately being like, doesn't mean he wants to do weird, deranged gay sex. And then taking a man who has just confessed his love in a explicitly, like, you have to bend over backwards to read that as anything not romantic. And, like, I am the kind of person who any sort of half-assed gay rep I am entirely critical of. And even I was watching that, like, yeah, this doesn't look like a half-assed confession that the writers are going to try to walk back. Like, no, 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 he didn't mean it that way. Yeah. Because I can't, I can't find another way to interpret that. That wasn't like when, when Cass was like bleeding out and like, I love you. I love all of you. Like, yeah, that could mean anything. But he says something I know I can never have. Like goes on and on about how wonderful he is. And you immediately were just like desexualizing it because 
because it's gay and because like oh it's so it's so fucked up because like <sighs> I found like, that gay love is dirty and inherently mm-hmm. okay, I found the post um from the asexual person I, I'm just gonna read all of it because it is extremely good um it's from Lunaro Oceanic. Lunar Oceanic, sorry. Um, As an ace person, I am fucking furious at the fucking audacity these actor men have to use my identity to shield themselves from the very idea of the fictional characters they play on TV having gay sex. This is a twofold bigotry. It's homophobic in the fact that it paints gay sex and gay relationships in general as impure and inferior to more pure, non-romantic, non-sexual love. And it's acephobic in that it implies that non-sexual relationships don't count as much as sexual ones do. And that asexuality mm-hmm. itself is, isn't even a real identity, a queer identity. Don't believe yep. any of these lies for a fucking minute. And I fully fucking, oh my god. Especially since I headcanon cast as, like, a gay asexual man. And it's just, and also, like, they were like, yeah, it's like parent. there's, they're, they literally said there's not a word for the relationship they have. I'm like, one, they do. It's literally called queer platonic. Like, that's literally what it is. And that's what I was talking about in the last episode. And also, it's not. They are in love with each other. Cass is literally in gay love with Dean Winchester. And it was yeah. on TV and we all saw it. Come on. Come on. Yeah, I'm just like, listen, you don't think Dean loves loves cast back yeah i can see the fucking argument for that but there's no arguing that Cass was in love with dean what really gets me is that it would be one thing if all three of them were like oh no we didn't mean that way it's misinterpreted misha is so obvious yes i meant to play this as a character coming out of the closet yes my character is gay now regardless of reciprocation this is the truth and, like, the Italian's up, he responds to saying, no, 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 no. Do you not misinterpret my character? And, like, spoke out to make sure he, like, we still had that representation. And it just fucking sucks for, especially a fucking course as Jared. It just sucks for them to come in and be like, no, 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 this is our show, so what we say goes. And it's like, thank God the fans don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, the show's over. I, oh god, it's like kind of tricky to like figure out whether you're just being like a crazy fan or if you're just like, you took that representation from us. But of course they're going to interpret it as like, all oh, the fans are being pissy again. It's like, you gotta listen, guys. Yeah, I'm just like, listen, obviously the idea of your characters, a person, like a person you portrayed being involved in some sort of gay romance makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. But that that doesn't excuse you. <sighs> I don't even have words for it. I'm so mad. It, like, if you want your fans to like the show and be entertained by it, then you gotta, we gotta have our own opinion. You kind of have to respect it. Guess I guess it, go, it goes the other way where you have to respect their opinion, but also I'm not doing that. <laughs> I know this show better than them. I just, I feel like, listen... Mm. I've been in on and off fan of Supernatural for like, I don't know, like a decade now. I'm used to their homophobia. I expect it. But also, this was this was made canon. It, yeah. The writers shouldn't have made it fucking canon if it's literally you know? right there in front of us. And it's both on and off the screen. We have been told, yes, this is exactly what you're saying of what you're supposed to get from it. It is insane yeah. for them to say otherwise. It's not like it's Misha joking. is pulling a um, a George Clooney. Like, yes, I played Batman gay. 
There was no, like, romantic yeah. interest or anything, but he was just like, I just decided I was going to play him like he was gay. But I'm like, okay, mad respect, George Clooney, I guess. <laughs> this was, like, no, an actual gay love confession where the actor then comes back and confirms, yeah, that's what it was written as, that's what I was playing it as, obviously. Like, this this isn't some, like, 90s, like, Star Trek, yeah, we wish these characters would have been gay, we played them as gay, like, but, you know, censorship and shit, Th- they actually made him gay. Yes. They made Cass gay. I'm like, plausible deniability for what's going on on Dean's end, but... You can't, you can't walk back, Cass. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God. Yeah, I think that's kind of what it is. If it's like they're saying Dean isn't romantic or whatever, it's like, fine, I'll go back to my fandom space, I guess. But you literally said Cass is gay in front of our fucking faces, so do not. Don't fucking. Come on. Oh, my God. All right. Do we want to change the subject into something much lighter and fun and happy? Okay, I'm not gonna lie, um, a lot of what I have to say about the gin might not necessarily be light and fun, but <laughs> okay. if you want to talk about that, I have a lot to say about that, actually. The gin fic. Okay, so we're gonna continue from last week and try to have some fun, but it's mostly gonna be um, angst. But you know, it's gonna be angst on our terms, so we're gonna talk about gin fanfic. So last month, I've been, I've been doing a book club with my sister and, and some of her friends. And so the last book we read was called The Midnight Library. Fortunately, none of us super enjoyed it because I reading that book was a fucking miserable for me. That It's not a bad book for what it is. It accomplishes its goal, but it was horrible to read. <laughs> but um, essentially the premise of the book... Okay, I'm. you know what, I'm actually just, I'm going to complain a little bit first, and then I'll explain the book. So, you read the little blurb that the book comes with, and it's like, yeah, somewhere between life and death, there's a library where you can open the books and experience all the worlds that could have been, blah, 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 follow Nora as she explores this library. And you're like, okay, this seems like it's going to be kind of a bittersweet kind of book. It's obviously going to be tense with some sadness of what could have been, some regret. Sure. I know to expect. I open the book. Very first sentence is 24 hours before Nora Seed decided to kill herself. So-and-so happened. I'm like, what? So essentially the premise of the novel is that she kills, she tries to kill herself. And while she's like kind of in limbo between dying and, um, life she's in this library and she kind of gets to work through why she doesn't feel like living and try to resolve that through experiencing lives where she made different choices so she undoes some of those regrets or whatever so it's 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 an interesting book and it's kind of the same premise of the first gin episode that we got that only one only one thing gets to change and of course that life is not perfect the only thing that that changed was that decision she made. So it's a little bit different than Dean's where his decisions had nothing to do with his mother's death. But so it was just like a really good comparison. Cause that's all I was thinking about the whole time. Like what would happen if you live this life and obviously the lives aren't perfect. There's other problems that you have. Their parents got divorced and the mother ended up being super depressed and dying early. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, 
you have a, like this one choice <laughs> altered the course of your parents' lives. I I mean, whatever. I guess I can see like the point of the book that like no matter what you do, the grass is always greener on the other side. But once you like get on that lawn, it also sucks. All lawns suck. Lawn culture needs to be picked. <laughs> exactly. That's kind of the premise of the book, which is like it's not a new thing. People have done that before. So like okay. it was very similar premises for the world being different but the whole fucking but the wild thing is that i don't think that kind of thing would work on dean you know he was he still wanted to stay in that world because he's been so miserable in his what what would be considered the root life but anyways so i think basically i mean you kind of with jinfic especially you kind of delve into like au shit easily so like this is maybe like one of the more miserable versions of Dean in this multiverse theory. And that's why he had such a nice time in uh, his Jin universe. But then that Dean that was in his place probably wasn't all that happy, especially since like he and Sam had a terrible relationship and he was a bit of a scumbag. If like from what he found out about himself, he didn't like any of the stuff he was really finding out about himself besides, Oh, I got a cool girlfriend and that's about it. And it kind of goes into like alternate universes where if you're writing an AU Dean, you kind of have to include his trauma to make his personality mm-hmm. consistent, you know? Exactly. So that was one of the things where I feel like if, if you were to do like Jin in this kind of way, it wouldn't really work quite the same because oh. this Dean would be happy in almost any other iteration of himself because like, he's like, yeah, this... Mm-hmm. Like, there's the, um, it's a terrible life, Dean Winchester, who didn't really go through anything. And he's just, like, this high-ranking office worker who's just, like, obsessed with dieting and shit. Like, it's kind of hard. He's definitely not nearly as miserable as our Dean, but you can't say that he's not miserable when he has, like, huge body issues and shit, you know? Yeah, exactly. And it's, like, I feel like our Dean, if he was knowingly dropped in that, would hate this life because he would not like that Dean. But... Whereas if he's dropped into a life where all of his problems are his own creation because he's a scumbag, he's like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That tracks. But everyone's alive and more or less happy. They like kind of talk to each other. I can, I can fix it at least. <laughs> like Even if he couldn't quite fix it, I feel like if he was left to live longer in that world, he would have um, eventually wanted to get out just because because he can't fix his relationship with his brother. That would be the only other thing I think that would convince him that he needs to find a way to get back to the real world like if the djinn actually did grant a wish then he would be like i have to leave this world i have to undo this wish because he can't just can't take the relationship with his brother um being what it is i feel like that would be really the main thing I just am kind of sitting here thinking about how it's interesting and like comparing uh, It's a Terrible Life and uh, what is and what should never be. It's, uh, I don't remember what the premise is for them to end up in the office world. <laughs> I don't think it's a gin, but it might be, but. No, it's um, Zachariah. He... Zachariah, that's right. So they're kind of like opposites of each other where Sam is the one who is aware of everything and is trying to solve everything. Well, and Dean is the one who's like, no, everything's fine. I don't want to fix anything. Whereas in what isn't sh- what it should be, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, Dean is the one who knows that things are wrong. And Sam is like, no, 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 everything's fine. Don't worry about it. 
there's some differences, but for the most part, it is kind of different. And you know what? That's kind of a thing is that in the last episode, I asked, like, Dean came so close to staying in this universe. And I asked, what would Sam do? I didn't, I can't believe I didn't even think about that episode because Sam, we literally clearly see that Sam in an alternate universe where he's even the slightest bit aware that something's off, he's going to go so fucking hard to fix it. He knows he needs to fix it and needs to get out of here and bring anybody he he can with him. You know? Yeah. Like, I feel like Sam, at least at that point, would definitely be like, absolutely not this is this is wrong maybe it's better but it's fucking wrong it's not true how can it really be better if it's not true and so he's doing whatever he can to fix it and i feel like that that would be pretty consistent throughout all the seasons i feel like every iteration of sam would pretty much do that and going to what misha said at the con earlier uh well yesterday um he said that Cass right now is probably in heaven like feeling lonely but content and that that might support my theory that if Cass was in a gin uh gin dream he would just kind of choose to live like he knows he knows he kind of has to have a little misery to be happy apparently my poor boy honestly yeah i feel like the main reason to get out of a um, gin dream for people like Cass and Dean would be if they know that they need to be there to do something in the real world. Exactly. Because I feel like no consequences, depending on what era, both Sam and, not Sam, both Cass and Dean would be like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm pretty content to die like this. At least, uh, yeah. like, in my mind, I get to live out um a full life happily ish that's the fucking thing about them is that they are both so defined by how they serve others and being like weapons for other entities like with their dad and also god (laughs) but then that's why like why they that's why they're such a good ship together because these two people who think they have to earn like their entire existence is for the sake of others but then these two find each other and then they live for each other. Oh, sorry, I just had a moment there. <laughs> it's just so I just sweet. feel like it works better if you don't watch the later seasons because then it oh yeah, it ends up you heard. end up it ends up becoming very very obvious how uneven yeah the care is reciprocated between each other. That's what drives me nuts. Yeah, like love debatable, but the care yeah Dean does not give Cass any care and that's not that's no and that's why fanfic exists because holy shit it needs to be there um what else can i say well i tried to do a search on ao3 like how many gen fics there are it was really hard to figure out i couldn't quite do it like i would do one search and it'd be like 25 fics then i do another and it'd be like a thousand fics and it's oh my god but obviously gen fic is like such a massive thing and Usually they come in kind of the same flavor as what is and what should never be, um, where it's just like domestic, like Cass or Dean go under, go into the dream and they just have a nice domestic life. And I guess it really depends on the author. What I actually have like <laughs> me and my chronic like inability to finish fix. I never know if they actually get out of the dream or not. But I think in most cases they get out of the dream and then they get together in real life. Have you no, ever I read think any that's gen the fics? general pattern. Yeah. Yes, I have. Ooh. Yeah, I've read... It's been a while since I've read this. It was a really, really good one. Because I think what happened was, it was like Dean and Cass were sharing mm. the same dream. And I think most of it was from 
like Dean's perspective or something. I don't remember, but like I've read a couple and I might be getting them like mixed up, but like one of them, like eventually Sam shows up and it's like, you suddenly get the big reveal that Cass was aware that it was a dream the whole time. Cause it was all from Dean's perspective, I believe. And he was like basically struggling with um, the fact that this was all a dream. And I think he was trying to, like, hide it from Cass. And I don't know whether Cass was aware that Dean knew. I don't remember that. But, like, Sam just, I think he just talks directly to Cass. Like, you know you can't stay here. And he's just like, excuse me, bitch! Oh my god. (laughs) This is his dream! I thought it was my dream! (laughs) I read one that was like that, and I was like, holy shit, the drama! Also, like... (laughs) <laughs> in situations like that i'm just like god that's kind of if you knew that dean this is the real dean and not a fake dean it's kind of fucked up that you never said anything Cass. but i don't remember whether or yeah. not he knew that i also think it's so much sadder so much fucking sadder yeah that Cass was aware the whole goddamn time it was just like yeah no i'm good with this <laughs> I mean, it feels like it's very cast to be like, just let me have a little bit of happiness just for five minutes, please. And then he just knows that it's going to fall, like, hit him hard in the face once it's done. But it's worth it just for that little brief moment. Yeah. 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 And then again. Yeah, exactly. And at the same time, meanwhile, Dean's over there who's he's basically like trying to figure out if he's being gaslit or not. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Oh, God. I think pretty much the only reason I don't really read Jin dream fix is that they're all just domestic. And I've domestic has its place. There are some good domestic shit, but I find it really boring. I like the fix where they still have a little bit of hunting on the side as well. That is always a fucking dream. But like, what do you think is the spiciest we can get with a Jin dream? Not spicy as in sexy. I mean, spicy as in some good plot shit or like, like how would their lives oh. be interesting, but still they'd be able to fall for it, you know? Um, interesting, but there's still be a... Well, honestly, I feel like it, like the a good balance would be, like you said, like, they're... I feel like they would have to be more like a Bobby. Like, they're retired from hunting. Yeah. They're semi-retired from hunting. They help younger hunters, but for the most part, they do still have their own, like, semi-domestic life mm-hmm. they're not full-time hunters going around the country they have a a home base yeah and they stay there and they still go out and hunt and it's if you wanted to keep it a little bit more action they can still be frequent hunters it's not like once every blue, blue moon but like they they have an actual house home that's not the goddamn bunker yeah <laughs> and I don't know. I guess it it really does dep- depend. Yeah. Listen, listen, mm-hmm. listen. I'm about to quote fucking Florence and the Machine here. Happiness is an uneventful subject. Yep. That's why I think you might find a lot of like gen dreams a little boring because That's a good point. <laughs> I feel like if we wanted to like get really into the nitty-gritty of their lives, then it could be entertaining because we could be like, okay, yeah, so they're domestic, but also Dean has a huge beef with Linda from the PTA. Like it's oh, always a good shit. I I mean that's kind of what I'm sitting here thinking too is like how do we tell gin dream that would be ideal from for them from a fan perspective versus what they would actually like like if they did a gin dream 
much later on in the series, like in season 15. How, like, how different would it be? I really want to know. I wish really they could... goddamn different. Yeah. I feel like if they're not aware that it's a gin dream, it's going to be a lot harder. If it's something where they're, they are, have somehow been tricked into thinking that they've gotten this life, then they can accept some things that they might otherwise think are out of character because they're like, oh, this is part of the magic. But you don't really get that after, you know, season two because they know how gins actually work. And um, I feel like it would have to be something where where part of the dream was inserted like in the backstory of, oh, in the backstory of the dream, you found um, like another artifact that grants a wish, you know, mm-hmm. something like that, something where they would be able to buy into some of the things that are a little bit off. They're like, wait, why am I in a house like a two story house? with neighbors who come over and bring me baked goods what's this or something that like kind of wipes their memory and tricks them so like they don't remember this not ever being their life brainwashes them a little bit like that would have to be what it is because i feel like any of them could be happy with a more domestic life because being on the move all the time fighting monsters all the time both the like kind of regular small fry monsters and the big bads is a miserable goddamn existence yeah like i i actually been listening to episodes of the podcast again just like kind of preparing for uh season three and shit and season 14 has sam like being a leader of the bunker he's not exactly happy though which is the thing mm-hmm. i realized that it's like where is the medium for sam where is the medium that sam 15 years later is looking for because he's not happy having nothing but he's also overwhelmed having everything well it doesn't have to be a hub of activity Mm. it could just be yeah this is a standard stopping in point we like because bobby didn't constantly have other hunters at his house that's true (laughs) like god it could just be something where he opens it up a little bit or maybe he maybe he has a gin dream where he's completely out of the life. Mm. Maybe he has a gin dream where he never got back into the life. Yeah. Like, it could be anything, really. I, I feel like as long as they aren't aware of their actual lives, then it, it's something that, you know any of them could buy into. So what what could happen is it takes them a good long while to remember their real life. And so by that point, you have to decide whether or not they're happy enough here to stay. Whereas I can I can see why maybe Cass knew from the beginning it, it wasn't um, real because he's he's an angel. He's not a human. So maybe the, the gen wasn't able to be as effective in the like fake backstory he created, you know? Yeah, I feel like if Cass was in a gin dream, he'd immediately like be like, I know this isn't real. Oh, this is fake. This is so fake. I can't believe you're trying to trick me. I'm gonna stay, though. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if we can get the premise of they don't realize this isn't real life at the beginning, then depending on the life, you can pretty much tailor it any way you want. Because I feel like something where Dean just wakes up and rolls over, Cass is there, and they're married, and he knows, like, this isn't his real life, instantly freaks out. Yeah. But something where he doesn't realize this is not his real life, and, like, he has the memories of this fake Dean that has been married to Cass or something like that, mm. then, like, 
a week later, dream time, when he realizes that, oh shit, none of this is real, that would be a lot harder, you know? It would be interesting, yeah, if like, oh god, sorry, I'm moving around. If like a djinn improved on the last one and like kept things basically the same, but this time just the tiniest little tweaks, like, oh, same as like, oh, I thought you and Cass were going to go to the farmer's market, going to go do something on Friday together. And Jean's like, I don't remember saying that. And he's like, no, 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 you guys go do it. It's fine. I got whatever. And, you know, just those tiny little things would absolutely keep him in the dream for a long time. And that, oh my god, but then you could write a gin dream that is a gin AU that's extremely sad where just those tiny little tweaks and like Deanna Cass getting a little bit more and more together. And then finally, like, Cass is like, okay, what's going on? Should we label this? Where is this? And then Dean is like, this isn't real. This has to be fake. Oh my god, I'm in a gin dream. Like, that's so sad. Oh my god. So you mean the gin dream is just his real life except for Cass and Dean are closer? Yes. Oh shit! Like That's Dean, fucked up. like maybe the gin like affects his personality just a little bit to make him like a little bit more affectionate or caring, as you said, like just a little bit more caring as we all want from him. Oh, yeah, like the dream gaslights him into thinking he's a more considerate friend and potential partner, and oh, then he starts actually God. acting on that because apparently past him decided to spend time. The fucking scene where he starts telling Cass, Cass, this is all fake. This isn't real. And Cass is just face. He's like, I know. Oh, I just made myself so upset right there. Oh, you meant this is Cass's dream. No, I mean, this is Dean's dream. But like, you remember how Sam, like everybody towards the end was just like, I know we know it's a dream, but why not stay here? Wouldn't it be better this way? And with Cass just be like, I know this is a dream. Why can't it stay that way? I prefer this way a lot more. Oh, that'd be so sad. <gasps> oh, God. Okay, I feel like that that would possibly break Dean a little bit, having this Dreamcast say, I prefer this life anyway. Yeah, like, why can't you be more like this? Because you're not going to be like this in the real world. Oh, God, that's upsetting. <laughs> like, I like you better here. Don't you like you better here? I feel like that that would hit Dean pretty hard. Yeah. Someone he cares about saying, I like this version of you better better than the real version. And I exactly. know you like this version of you better, too. You're a better person here. And, like, that's when he knows this isn't the real Cass. Like, Cass would never say something like that to him, obviously. Oh, my God. I thought this was, like, he already knew. Like, he already knew, but it'd be very obvious then. Yeah, because... (laughs) I'm so bad at describing just my my brain. I... There was one um, thing I really liked from a fic I read about... I'm gonna see if I can find it. It's gonna be kind of tough, though. But it was a Demon Dean fic. And there's one part where Demon Dean is hunting a djinn, and he's not quite in the dream yet, but he got, like a little bit of the poison like on his skin or whatever so it's sort of affecting him he's getting a little bit of hallucinations and it's just like he, he's in this abandoned factory and there's like cast in the sweater that's just coming around corners he's like i thought we were gonna go see that new house we wanted it was really creepy actually like it was like a really good horror like cast this cast he doesn't know just being like i love you we need to go pick up Jack from daycare. Shit like that. I was like, whoa. It just That is a very good, like, usage of the um mm-hmm. supernatural gin. Yeah. Exactly. Like that, yeah, that's kind of what comes to mind for me with gin fix. Like, yes, there's the domestic stuff, but like that one really stuck out to me. Just really trying something new with it, which is so good. It was only like a single chapter too, but it was so creepy. Oh, I loved it. 
See, what I would really want from a, like, gin-style fic is it might not work with a real, like, gin, but I've talked to Leonette, my friend, about this a little bit, Mm -hmm. Um, but I think it'd be really, really cool if, like, a group of them was on a hunt for something. Maybe it's a gin. I don't know. Mm. And it's one of those things where everyone has been affected and one by one people have to, quote-unquote, wake up. Um, I think it was kind of like, we were kind of taking a little bit of inspiration from this game she really likes, Psychonauts, where basically everyone has their own individual dreams and worlds. And they have to kind of, the first person to wake up has to kind of go into the other people's dream world and help them realize it's a dream and wake them up. And I feel like it would be really, really cool. And it'd also be very, very embarrassing for some of them. (laughs) And also... I just think that's also a really, really cool um, idea or like one of those situations where you know how one of the things that would happen sometimes in cartoons would be like the group of like kids or whatever. They're all together and then they have to figure out, okay, well, who's who's dream created this thing? And it's like, a I don't know, like and one of the episodes of DuckTales, they kind of all accidentally fall into a dreamscape. But they were kind of going through, like, worlds that were kind of catered to each individual person. And in one of them, Louie just wanted to be very tall. I'm like, that's so fucking funny. (laughs) No, it was Huey. No, it was actually Huey. He just, like, and they're just like, that's it? That's your dream? Everything's the same, but you're tall? He's like, yes, that is my (laughs) dream. Everything's the same, but I'm tall. And then you go into Louie's world, and he's like... It's set in, like, a high school or something, and he's the most popular kid, and he's a cool jock. And everyone's like, of course, this is this is definitely Louis' dream. I would love something like that, where they have to, like, go through, and some people, as soon as you step into the world, it's very apparent whose dream world this is. Like, okay, we know whose this is. This is yours. <laughs> <laughs> and then others, it's like, really? Really? This is what you want? Ginji <laughs> Dean just has like two, three more inches on Sam. So they're both equal or just a little bit taller than Sam. Like Sam looks over and Dean's tall. He's like, really? Really? This is your like dream world. And, and he also he has oh. a cowboy hat. <laughs> and he has a cowboy hat. <laughs> and he's like, yep, this is it. I'm happy now. And I could die happy. In the episode, it was actually just, like, what their dreams typically are. So, mm-hmm. unfortunately, one of the characters, it was just, like, a nightmare escape because she was having nightmares. I'm like, oh, oh no. no. That would just be all of them. All of them is just a trauma oh, nightmare yeah. escape. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Unfortunately. But if there was, like, a a, a gin that worked kind of like that, where they were all... I, it makes no sense. It's very convoluted. I don't know how it would work, but it'd be very, very fucking funny. <laughs> To see that, especially if, like, at one point, like, they kind of look at Cass like, hey, is, is this your dream? Because it's just a little a little cottage. Like, it's a little, it's a little bed and breakfast. And there's, there's a bee, a bee house in the back and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, hey, Cass, is this yours? He's like, uh, no, this one isn't mine. We've already been through mine. They're like, fuck, Dean. <laughs> I just think that'd be very cool. Um, sorry, I was writing a question, too, for both my D&D groups. Like, what would your character's gin dream look like? I'm really excited to see people's answers. And that includes you, too, because I really want to see that. Oh, God. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I will wait to write our answers after. So, uh, do you have an AU of the week? 
Motherfucker, I was just talking about all my AUs. You you come up with something. Come back to me. Okay. Um, yeah, God, this has been all AUs. Uh, oh God, I didn't really have anything, but I saw this really cool fan art that, I mean, it was, it wasn't really like anything completely out of the norm. It was a pretty standard fit. Granted, it was gorgeous. And like, I loved how they drew uh, Dean's beach body. It was really cute. So it was like Dean, Sam, and Cass at a beach. And Cass is like, he, you know, people usually draw him with his wings. So he's like kind of floating in the air a little bit. But he also had tail feathers, like a crow. And I just lost it a little bit at that. Just like, oh, I need to draw that so bad. Just like Cass with tail feathers as well as wings. That's just so cool. It's my little fucking maximum ride gene acting up. (laughs) I see feathers and I fucking lose my shit every goddamn time. <laughs> I think that's why I came into Supernatural for the first place, because I saw fan art where Cass had wings. I was like, there's wings in this show? And there wasn't. But I stayed anyway, unfortunately. <laughs> that's pretty much my AU. My AU that I really need to draw. I need to add to my to-draw list. That's something besides fucking D&D, because I need to stop drawing so much D&D fan art. Let me think. My AU of the week. We should probably keep it a little bit short. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Shit. Fuck. I shit. know, right? <laughs> uh. Let me think. Let How, me think. Um. Just look around. Your. Think of fandoms like Animal. No, we already did Animal Crossing AU. Shit. We already did Animal Crossing AU. God it damn was it. Really cute though. You know, I just saw Hades Town um, last night, which was very, very <gasps> oh, fun. Oh no! Don't say Dean and Cass. Hades Town. I'm gonna lose my mind. <laughs> no, 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 not quite. You, you'll, you'll, <laughs> Orpheus and Eurydice and Dean and Cass is a little bit too much for you. Oh. I mean, yeah, <laughs> they literally are though. I can't get over. It. I'll never get over it. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. I kind of wish you know they'd uh, AU where. The Greek gods and the other um, pagan gods played, like, more of a role. Instead of just one-off one or two episodes and they just immediately get murdered. Yeah. Like, sorry, like, implying that they're lesser than Christian monotheistic god. I fucking hate that so much. Sorry, continue. No, exactly. Like, I want an AU where... One of the big bads is, I don't know, Zeus is, is on back on his bullshit and they spend a whole season trying to kill him or whatever. Like, that would be great. Oh my god, I love, oh my god. Oh my god. No, sorry, I have like Greek mythology AU and I've been go, meaning to go back to it for ages and that is so good. That's, no, because, sorry, I'm losing my mind. Okay, like my Greek mythology, Redeen only like came back to, oh my god, because like there's a, shit, an apocalypse like poem or some shit where essentially the Greek apocalypse happens where brother turns against brother and like everybody is just turning against each other. And I oh, was shit. interpreted as that like Sam and Dean, um, you know, like Dean gives up his life for his brother and like the Greek gods are like, yep, that's it. This this is the last brother against like brother saving brother. All of this is downhill from here. So let's start the fucking apocalypse. So Dean goes to Tartarus via hell, all that shit. And Prometheus, no, what was it? What was it? What was it? So <laughs> Prometheus <laughs> isn't in Tartarus, I don't believe. I think he's he's strung up on a rock somewhere else. Yeah, I think, it, yeah, he was. I don't know, but Prometheus factors into it because I just love Prometheus so much. I'm actually working on a D&D fan art that is our char- one of our characters as uh, Prometheus just because I realized the parallels and went fucking insane like I am right now. And so Cass was basically, basically an Onryo, which is kind of a, a muse personified, essentially, Somewhere like kind of it, it was supposed to O 
and like one one on r i Henri o i it's really hard to spell it's hard to remember you said it's onrio yeah there's and actually Henri-o. yeah if you go to um the garden <laughs> over the garden wall soundtrack it's mm-hmm. forward onrio so it literally has it in the title but like Cass like goes into uh, Tartarus, pulls Dean out. Um, I think Prometheus shows up because I just wanted Prometheus to show up because when I made this AU, I was going fucking hard on standing like Prometheus and just really obsessed with Greek mythology at the time. But mm-hmm. oh god, I want to re- I want to get back into that AU so bad because I have like ten pages of notes about how it would fit in and just like Persephone is like. Is like secretly the demon that Dean makes a deal with to like save his brother and yeah. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I know. I now understand what you mean by Onrio, like Hypnos yes. and Thanatos. Okay. Yeah, it's it's kind of confusing. There's like very specific things, but just oh my god, I need to go on my Greek AU so bad because I love it. And I'm obsessed with it. I just don't know how to actually make it, but now I can draw. So yeah, let's expand upon your your uh, Greek mythology AU. Let's yeah, fuck yeah, All right. like supernatural, <laughs> but instead of um, Christian god ish. Like, the thing about Greek mythology is it's like it's free domain. It's just like if you write Greek mythology, like nobody's gonna be angry. At you. Maybe, there's gonna be like a couple pagans who will, but for the most part, like the normies won't be mad at you. Whereas if, if you're writing, I'm sure there's a few Christians that fucking hate supernatural. But I've also heard that there's some Christians that fucking love supernatural, and it's very strange. Like yeah, honestly, you're same. gonna get strong feelings either way. Whereas Greek mythology, you just get people who like Greek mythology, like me. <laughs> Yeah. There is an episode with Prometheus in it, but I think it turns out no. I don't think he's a bad guy. I think somebody else is a bad guy who he keeps dying over and over and the actor is very cute. That's all I remember. <laughs> Sorry, I just ugh, I love Prometheus so much. Like he's my mythology boy. Like I have so many boys, you know, as a bisexual. I got Dean, I got my D&D best friend. And I got Prometheus. That is my Greek mythology boy. I love him. Anyway, okay, this has been Helen Complicated, a Greek mythology podcast. Uh, you can find us at Helen Complicated on Tumblr and Facebook, Helen Podcast on Twitter. You can find me at Dupless on Tumblr. You can yell at me. Actually, don't because I'd be upset. But, you know, put like a formal complaint. That will be okay. Do you want to be found? Probably not after I said that. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to be found, um, but if you really, 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 really need me, pay me, like, a lot of money to get up on stage and say offensive shit to people while they're <laughs> crying yeah. over their dead father. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it, depending on how much you pay me. I'll do it. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I can be an asshole for pay. I, I'm an asshole for free all the time. Oh, Two things I kind of wanted to mention that I'd forgotten in the news section is that um, one archive of our own rate had a wanted donations up to like four thousand like wanted to reach a four thousand uh, k you know what I mean donation goal but they exceeded it by they reached one hundred eighty seven thousand dollars cool all right cool and also October is September so look for any supernatural fan art reblog it like it engage with it. Uh, I actually finally posted some Supernatural art. Oh, I posted two this month, didn't I? Shit, I keep forgetting Hell about my yeah. other one. So for blog my fan art, please. That would make me so happy. Because <laughs> I'm not going to do it any other time soon. <laughs> Lastly, Misha Collins, 
thank you, like genuinely, thank you for sticking by your guns on Cass being a gay man. It really does mean a lot to us, and we see you for doing that. So thank you. Also, not related, but I just wanted to say one last one last little tidbit. Prometheus was strung up in the mountains in uh, Caucasus. The gotcha. Caucasus Mountains. I don't remember where those are, but they're like a Eurasian mountain range. All right, I'm going to include that in my notes for sure. Um, have a good day, everybody, and carry on, my wayward kids. What if he's in, like, the Blue Ridge Mountains or some shit now? That would be so dope if we, like, because, like, if we do, like, Percy Jackson rules where it's not, like, a literal physical thing, it's more of a, it, everything shifts with what, like, how Mount Olympus was actually the Empire State Building. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's, he's somewhere, ooh, he's in, he's in the Blue Ridge Mountains, he's in Appalachia, ooh. Sorry, my sister and I were listening to Old Gods on the Way Home, or Old, uh, the Old Gods of Appalachia on the Way Home from DC. Oh, actually, I'm still recording, let me, let me stop recording. Yeah, that's the thing about Jeff Higgins, it can get so squirrely i am losing power apparently <laughs> losing power uh, like in your house well the lights just flickered like twice in the past 30 seconds so i mean i think i'm gonna be fine because i'm on a laptop with battery power but <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> maybe i'm in a gin dream and like my brain is trying to tell me hey you're in a gin dream you know like those fucking stupid online posts that try to scare you good lord